0: the Academy Award-winning director, Steven Soderbergh. Brett Farr claims not to know what a podcast is. If you know I have a podcast, Brett. Did you know that? Um, no, you know don't know what, what a podcast is. Dredgy <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, Edward. Ed I had a, a, a pet snake mm-hmm.
1: by the name of Law. I'm not a snake fan. I don't like snakes. Buy the snake in
0: the house. I get a, a, a text on my two-way, Law dead. <laughs> Chris Cooley, threatened to prank call me. Eisen, how are you? This is David Dunn. I see you? Suckers? No, you didn't because I'm recording
2: this thing right <laughs> oh, now, dude.
0: This you're, is the, the podcast. Uh,
2: you're the ben best. David Reed did not call Tim Tebow last night.
0: <laughs> I eat too much. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen.
1: I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Is your
2: host,
0: Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. It's podcast number two of this week in mid-June as we are getting ready for Father's Day weekend. And a special show uh, in store in advance of that coming uh, your way here um, on this program. Uh, Chris Law once again um, is off this week. Chris Brockman, that means it's just me and you. You know what, Rich?
3: I like it when it's just me and you.
0: Well, you know what, uh, Alex Wilk is still at the controls. Our, our latex salesman in training. How are you, Alex? I'm
3: good. I'm glad i haven't been forgotten. No, you haven't. been
0: forgotten. <laughs> but um, it, 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 it's it's a fun show we have planned because, again, as I mentioned, Father's Day. When you think of fathers in the NFL, right? You think of these two guys. You think of Archie Manning and Jack Harbaugh. I mean, Am they I wrong? they
3: are the first fathers of the NFL. I if would you really that. think about it.
0: Well, I mean, because again, of of who of whose. Uh, you know who their kids are, right? And what they and what they have become in the NFL and what they've done, obviously, in the last decade. I was gonna plus. say,
3: just think about the 2012 season they Period. had. Yeah. End of
0: story. So, uh, they they're representing T V Sunday Ticket, which um I guess there's a uh, there is a um uh, a giveaway uh, this Sunday for for new subscribers to Directv with the Sunday Ticket, and um and then those who already have it. Um, I'm, there's a uh, a, what they are calling a historically low price. Oh. Yes.
3: Well, I so, am a DirecTV household. so I'll Well, there you go. I'll check it out. Check this out. Even though you're not a dad. That's I, okay. I'm not a dad, but I have DirecTV. That counts, I think. Well, I have DirecTV because they were the first major
0: operation to, get NF- to put NFL Network on the air. Correct. We came in together. We were in like 12 million homes. 11 million of them were represented by DirecTV 10 years ago. <laughs> so the first thing I did was get DirecTV. And plus, we didn't really, when we started NFL Network, we didn't have... Um, Sunday programming. We just started Monday through Friday, right? When we when we turn the lights on ten years ago, this coming November. So I was watching games at home the first season, and um, the Sunday ticket. That's the only way to do it. Period. You know, and um, and then we started st- watching games at work and. Um, so I, I have the baseball package. <laughs> so you know that's the way I can only watch my Yankees pretty much right now. But Sunday ticket is is spectacular. It's a great, it's a great way to keep uh, track of of games when you're uh, living in a different spot or you're traveling or anything like that. Uh, bottom line is Archie and um, and Jack Harbaugh are going to be on this show. That's going to be great. Joe Manganiello returns. Oh, he's back. He is back. Al Seed, right? The werewolf. Al the werewolf, right. Uh, from True Blood, which starts its sixth season on Sunday. Do you on watch on that HBO. show, Rich? Uh, I don't watch it nearly as much as Game of Thrones. Gotcha. You know, wife also isn't really into um, uh, it's vampires. Really, it's
2: vampire porn,
0: like basically. Well, you know, and, and that's mm-hmm. two words that I don't think uh, represents my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in many ways they do control the remote. I watch Boardwalk Empire, which she does not. Oh. I watch Breaking Bad. She does not. Um, I'm so but the that rest, shocks me. That I know. She I keep get on the telling post. her you've got to get into these shows, and she normally does take my advice. But um, the crystal meth cooking and vampire porn that she's not in <laughs> her, that's not in her in her wheelhouse. Um, but everything else, you know, I mean, so so I don't watch True Blood as much. Um, and um, you know what will really get me from point A to B from Game of Thrones season three to four is Breaking Bad and the rest of it when yep. when they come on and then the playing season. And in terms of uh, Game of Thrones, again. Uh, I direct you to our first podcast of the week when Aaron Rodgers, the Super Bowl MVP quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, called in to talk just
3: Game of Thrones. That is getting rave reviews on Twitter, that conversation. Excellent. That we I'm had. glad
0: to hear that because that was special, fun stuff. Uh, Deshaun Jackson was also in studio. We he was great. We went with Mike Silver and Ian Rappaport. Um, so that's out there as well. Um, and then um, Joe Manganiello is going to join us later on. And I hear there's, there may be a surprise guest in store for that. Ooh, Perhaps. Well. So uh, sit back and enjoy this I'm psyched to have this this talk. These two guys are as unique, uh, as gentlemen as you can get. And um, they are on the phone line right now, Alex? They are indeed. All right, let's get to them. With it being Father's Day this Sunday, obviously there are dads throughout the National Football League who are uh, as proud of their kids as anybody else. And uh, in a way, this interview is uh, representing all of those fathers because we have two essentially first fathers of the NFL on the phone line together brought to us together by the good folks of direct tv and i say that because one of them has two sons who are super bowl mvps and the other one has two coaches who just coached in the super bowl as sons and that is the aforementioned archie manning and jack harbaugh how are you guys how archie how you doing
1: doing great rich glad to be with you it's been, been a fun day being with coach harbaugh also
0: coach how are you doing
4: doing great so good to be with you rich
0: yeah oh, i'm glad to have you guys together uh, archie how how far back do you uh do you guys go you and jack
4: you know believe it or not
1: rich uh coach harbaugh and i met for the first time this morning no, we, okay. talked, we talked on the phone of course you were down in new orleans that crazy week i was with you a lot but he and i were trying to hook up and we just never did with all the places he had to go with his sons of course uh coaching that game and i was pretty busy down there but we've talked on the phone before and uh kind of have some you know a few similar things going on so we've really uh we've been together today and really had a great time
0: now jack uh i know archie called you basically right uh when when both your sons got into the super bowl as coaches correct
4: well before that last year in 2011 uh they played for the first time on Thanksgiving night I was right in Baltimore and uh on Tuesday we we're Jackie and I were uh, just sitting at home we got a phone call and it was Archie and he was talking that he and his wife were having breakfast or lunch and and they got to thinking about us and he got our telephone number and gave us a call and he gave me the greatest advice that one could ever get he talked about you know going into this game, brothers playing against brothers. He said, "But I'll give you some advice. This day will pass. On Friday, everything will be over, and you can get back to somewhat a uh, normal situation." So I played on that advice, and and uh, really appreciate it.
0: And uh, Archie, what what compelled you to do that?
4: Well,
1: you know, Rich, uh, you remember when Olivia and I kind of went through it. So I guess in O six when um uh they opened this the season with the uh, Colts were at New York and had the first time I guess uh the two brothers had started against each other at quarterback in, in a game, so we had to deal with that and then we did it again, um what, four years four years later, uh in Indianapolis. So I you know, we were just I was just talking about you know, I, I know Jim, I know John, I said you know how neat is this? They're going to be playing each other on Thanksgiving night on NFL Network. I might add. That's I good. Thank you, uh, Archie. And, Thank you. Yes. yes. And and I just said, you know, I uh, I knew Coach Harbaugh had been over to Athens, Georgia to speak to a group, and my good friend Lauren Smith told me how much fun that was to have him. He, I got his number, and we just thought we ought to give him a call because uh, just felt like it was pretty similar. What we went through, Now, that was a regular season game. What he went through in New Orleans last January wasn't similar what we went through. I mean, that that was the big daddy there, and for he for he to have two sons coaching in a Super Bowl game and wind up being a great game, it's just it's just unbelievable. What an honor, and what a tribute to he and Jackie.
0: Now, Jack, I know you've been asked this many times, but I hadn't spoken to you. What's now now that you're half a year removed from that experience, watching your two sons coach against each other in the Super Bowl? What What are your thoughts on it now? Any different?
4: Well, going into the week, you know, we had experienced that in 2011, and we thought we had a pretty decent handle on it, uh, what it would be like, and we enjoyed the week just tremendously. I mean, everything that happened in Super Bowl week, and we had all 10 of our grandchildren there. Uh, I had my brothers and sisters on my side of the family. Jackie had her dad, who's 97 years old, and her brother on that side of the family, so it was the first time maybe in 15 or 20 years that we've, we've had everyone together. So everything went really, really well right up until kickoff. And when that <laughs> ball was kicked off and those uh, flashballs started popping, and uh, we realized that uh, we were not prepared for this experience at all, uh, we sat through the game uh, really somewhat comatose, if I can use that word, <laughs> afraid to, afraid to <laughs> scratch our afraid to scratch our head or raise our eyebrows or, or smile or, or, or put an arm up up in the air for fear that that might signal that we preferred one over the other. So uh, it was not a, a fun time, but we are so proud of John you know, winning the Super Bowl. You, you know John well and, and someone that's paid their dues. And I know the first three years he was in coaching, he never got paid because he was working for me at Western <laughs> Michigan. And all we gave him was Room and board. I don't think he even uh, owned a car at that time. So, so happy for him, and, and so pleased for Jim that being down twenty-six to six, and and uh, the team, uh, him being a part of the 49er team that that rallied and and made it a tremendous uh, football game, and six yards from possibly winning the game. So proud of both of them.
0: Yeah, I heard a lot of knowing laughs out of you on the other line there, Archie. It sounds like you you've been there and done that.
4: I was just thinking
1: about them sitting that game. Quick story: the first time the boys played, um, we were in in New York, and I told Larry before the game. I said, "Look, you know those cameras are going to be on." I said, "I am not. I don't jump and scream anyway. I'm kind of like Jack. You know, I sit there, but I just said, I am not showing any." type of anything emotion because i don't want them catching me and think i'm pulling for one child over the right. other so that's kind of what we did during the game it was a good game both games both boys played well the uh the colts beat them the next week i must have seen a hundred people and they said you know those cameras were on in and Olivia the whole game and y'all look so miserable, miserable. <laughs> and said, no we wasn't miserable we just trying not to show you know, it's, it's kind of hard when you know those cameras, you, you, you can't see. Rich, you know this. You can't tell when those cameras are on
0: you. No, you don't know. You don't. You just have to assume they're on you the whole time. That's what you. And that's what you guys <laughs> did. That's what you guys did. What 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 role? Starting with you first, Archie. What role does 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 the mom play? How how does the mom's role in these situations play differently than say your role?
1: Well, we both uh, we had that question this morning, and we both obviously you have it a lot during the years and, and we have the same answer. I, I was doing a speech uh this this week uh on the west coast and the question was how did you uh how'd you raise two boys that were and three, hopefully three boys that are so round well rounded and I said, That's easy, their mother their mother gets all the credit. And Jack, Jack Coach Arbo had a similar question this morning and he he, he shot the credit right there too where it where it belongs. So uh, he's got a, a, a great philosophy there. Some advice he got on how to be successful and how to be a good parent. And of course, one of the things is you got you got to have the right the right wife. And uh, so we've both been very blessed in that respect.
5: Coach.
4: Well, the thing I would add is that uh, in in our business coaching, as you know, Rich, I mean, we were gone before the the sun came up, and mm-hmm. and we came home well after the sun went down for five, six uh, months in the year, and then when we weren't doing that, we were out on the road recruiting. So the heavy lifting and the rock of our family is is, is Jackie and, and what she's done. And a year ago, she gave a great piece of advice in, in one of the interviews that, that we gave. She said, because Dad, I was away from home so much that it was her goal to make sure that her children understand understood what their dad did for a living. So she used to bring them out to practice and they would stack up the dummies and they would kick the ball through the goalpost and and they would run around with the other kids and interact with the with the players and and she found uh, that that uh, introduced them in, into the game and and with all the the good bad and ugly in coaching I think that's one of the reasons that John and Jim may have chosen to go into coaching and of course Joni who uh, whom we're so proud of uh, she married a basketball coach
0: uh, she did
4: and and, and she and <laughs> Joni and Jackie uh, talk on the phone once or twice a week, and, and they share experiences and talk back and forth. So there's no question about who the rock of our family is and responsible for all the good things that have happened with our youngsters.
0: Well, you mentioned Joni and Archie, you know, with uh, you with Cooper, your, your oldest. Uh, you know, obviously when when you've got fa- you know, uh, other siblings uh, who are famous, right, and you have got, in your case, kids who are famous, and then there's one in the family who isn't really going into the family business in that regard. What do What do you do as a dad uh, to make sure that everybody's heads are screwed on straight, even late in life, even when they're not just kids, when they've flown the coop and they're and they're they've got families of their own? I'd love to know how what that is like as a dad, Archie.
1: Well, the the one thing um, you love your children, you know, you, you don't love.
0: One child more
1: than the other because one plays football and one doesn't. And of course, you know, Cooper well. And Cooper Cooper's just such a, uh, been such a, a joy, uh, for me and Olivia for 39 years. And we are absolutely, absolutely equally proud of Cooper as we are Peyton and, and Eli. And, um, so, you know, we've just been blessed in, in such a way. It's been such fun to, uh, to raise kids and, uh, uh, you know we've got Father's Day coming up, and it's just, it just is a time for fathers to kind of counter and Jack and I both agree this morning. he's he's beating me and uh grandchildren uh <laughs> it's at ten it's at ten six, but number seven's not far away for us no. and um we we're talking about Father's Day rich, you know what's what one of the great things about Father's Day for us now is to watch our children in in their role as fathers and <laughs> uh you know cooper and Peyton and Eli and and of course, uh, all all Jack's children. So it, it it really is a special time. Jack.
4: Well, I I think Archie hit the nail right on the head. It's uh, the beauty that Jackie and I get that that all three of our our youngsters welcome us into their families. Well, we can come visit and and uh, with a smile on their face, and and we get a chance to to share this uh, experience of of family uh, ten times. Our oldest grandson is 23 years old and and works on John's staff with the Ravens and Mm -hmm. our youngest is nine months old and Jack uh out in uh San Francisco so whether it's Joni's house with her three or Jim's house with you know his six or or John with with his one we're always comfortable our in-laws uh Sarah and uh and Ingrid and and Tom uh you know treat us so well and uh it's just a joy to be a part of their families and, and experience uh, our youngsters or their grandchildren growing up.
0: Jack, I got to ask you just one question uh and then Archie, I want you to uh, I got a Michigan question for you too because you know I'm a Michigan man. Jack, what's your first right. memory of, what's your first memory of meeting Bo, jack
4: oh i, I kind of knew him uh, back in nineteen fifty five when i because uh, I went to Bowling Green State University, and our sure. coach there was Doy Perry. the first guy he hired on his staff in fifty five was Bo. And, uh, I didn't know him at that time. I didn't, didn't come and didn't arrive at Bowling Green until 1957. But, uh, in 1973, I interviewed for the defensive secondary job at Michigan. I came into his office and we met for about two and a half hours. Never talked about football. Just talked about the friends that we knew and Detroit and Bowling Green and, and all the different things. And then he told me this, Rich, he said, okay, now let me say, let me just tell you something about our secondary. I understand you're a creative guy. I understand that people out there tell me that you're innovative, that you come up with these great ideas. Now, here's the thing at the University of Michigan. We have a wolf, and he will always align to the wide side of the field. We want to drive those teams into the boundary. No one will run to the wide side because our wolf will be there. Do you understand? I said, yes, sir. He said, the other thing is that we have a free safety. He will line up when the ball has been snapped, The play has been run. He will line up between the goalposts. He will be in the deep one-third of the field. Now, we're going to do that, and and all those other creative ideas you can forget because we're going to play (laughs) that particular defense. So I left the office, and I'm driving down the road, and I thought, that's cover three, possibly cover one if you want to play some man-to-man. But all that creativity that he was looking for certainly – wasn't going to be someone coaching his secondary at the <laughs> University of Michigan. So after, se- after seven years, we were pretty much playing cover three and cover one. We didn't, we didn't advance beyond that. Oh, That's
0: right. a great story. <laughs> it is a great story. And, uh, Archie, you, you sort of intimated when I saw you down in, uh, in New Orleans for the Super Bowl that there was a shot that Peyton could have been wearing maize and blue instead you know, of tennessee orange
1: about rich and i were talking about that this morning it's, it's hard to believe we talked about too about time flies 20 years ago this fall Peyton was a senior in high school and he's getting recruited and uh fortunately had a lot of a lot of schools most of the schools in the country interested in and he had a little bit of dilemma um he, he really loved old miss uh where his mother had gone where i had gone and played but Th- things were just, uh, a little rocky there at the time. The program wasn't doing great. It looked like a chance of some probation coming up. So, but he loved the Southeastern Conference, but I think because of the Ole Miss situation, he was really looking around the rest of the country. And he was looking at a school that balanced, had a balanced attack, threw the ball, had a great pro, hopefully a top 10, top 20 program, solid. And Michigan was, was really, really high on his list. He made a visit. I made a visit with him uh, to, to, to Michigan. Um, Les Miles was on the staff Cam Cameron was really who was recruiting he and Fred Jackson and um uh, I I really thought I really thought at one time Peyton was going to Michigan. Oh. He he decided that to maybe to get away from the Ole Miss thing, if he got on the other side of the conference, that, sure. you know, it would be all right. And that's kind of what he did. It was kind of Florida, Tennessee, and he chose Tennessee, and he made a great choice.
0: So did Peyton meet Bo? Was Bo at all? I know Bo was yes, gone. Yes, he did. Yeah, but... I
1: went on the visit. I had, I told Coach Horner, well, I played with Bo at a golf tournament one time. <laughs> and, and and he was pretty nice the first eight or nine holes. Bo wasn't a great golfer. He was a scrambler. He was going to be the putter in the group. And I'm not a great golfer either, but at that time I could hit it pretty long, but we're just talking and going on. I'm, not, I'm, I'm spraying it everywhere. And finally both kind of got a little... He, he got on me, you know. He said, "It's time to get your, you know, what in gear and start, you know, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so <laughs> Bo was there that day. We made a visit up to Michigan, went in, spent some time with him. Peyton got to meet him; he was, uh that, that was a real thrill.
0: One in a one in a well,
1: million.
4: Rich, just a uh, quick thing. And sure, John was, and John and Jim were about twelve and eleven years old. Millie, uh, his wife, uh, suggested to Bo that he had these youngsters on the coaching staff. You know, coaches that. Were, had youngsters on the coaching staff, and she thought it would be a good idea if they were allowed to come over to the building there on, on the corner of State Street. And uh, so Bo invited the uh, coaches to bring their players in. Well, Gary Moeller's son, Andy, was on that staff, and Carol Burton had a son on the staff. So they would come over and, for practice, and uh, they would get into the players, and they would you know, get into the weight room, and they'd come out on the field, and they would throw the ball around. So one day I'm standing in the secondary watching the play, and all at once over my right shoulder comes a ball. And uh, I heard Bo say, Who in the you know, through that football, get his out of here. And I'm saying to myself, please, dear God, don't let that be one of my kids. <laughs> sure enough I looked I looked around and it was Jim with his big smile on his <laughs> On his face. I said, Once again, my friend. Once again, my son. You've got your you've got your dad into big big trouble.
0: And then he did eventually throw the ball for Bo, um, yes, and turn out to be his quarterback. And he was my when I arrived freshman year. My freshman year on campus in '86, Jim was my first quarterback. Rooting for the Michigan Wolverines, took the team to the Rose Bowl after I believe he guaranteed a win against Ohio State. Didn't he do that?
2: Yeah, that, that was he, his
4: mother that suggested he, that he bring that up. And that, she, thought <laughs> she thought that she thought that might be a good idea for him to to suggest that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Bo basically said, "You got uh, uh, Brady Hoke when he came on my my show two weeks ago, brought this story up, saying that Bo just turned to him and said, I guess you got to back it up now, you know,' and uh, and he did. Beat Ohio State, went to the. Uh, Went to the Rose Bowl that year. Before I let you guys go, again, it is Father's Day this Sunday, as we all know, and uh, Directv Sunday ticket is going to be at a a low price for current customers, free of charge for new customers, and um, you guys uh, obviously embody what what uh, Directv is talking about? Dad sitting down and watching games with their sons, or maybe in your cases, watching your sons do their thing on Sunday. This Father's Day, you first Archie. What are you guys doing? What's planned for you for Father's Day this weekend?
1: Well, I'm also, we're gonna hang around here in New York and uh, get to spend some time with uh, Eli and Abby and little Ava, and uh, we've got a, a new little uh, Manning that's gonna be coming re- real soon. So we're excited uh, about about that. And uh, so that'll be that'll be fun for us. Uh, we hope to see the rest. of the, We'll get back to New Orleans, and see the rest of the family, and hope to see Peyton and his family uh, real soon. But um, it'll be a, it'll be a special day. Yeah, it is. Um, you're probably not going to find two guys who appreciate the Sunday Ticket NFL uh, <laughs> Sunday Ticket on Directv more than Coach
0: Harbaugh and myself. I imagine so. <laughs> I imagine so. Jack, you feel the same way. I imagine.
4: Well, we we've been with uh, uh, Directv and the NFL uh, Sunday Ticket since its inception when Jim was uh, still playing with the Chicago Bears and uh, and then on with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So we get a chance when John and Jim are playing, being in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, if we don't have the Sunday ticket, the NFL Sunday ticket, we don't get a chance to watch him play. But one another interesting thing, I, I tell this story, but two years ago uh grandson, Riley Crean, was uh, playing seventh-grade football. Kickoff time was 1 o'clock on Sunday. And uh, so I was able to go out and watch uh, Riley, you know, play his football game and then brought my I- iPad out and tuned into uh, the Ravens playing on that Sunday afternoon. So I was able to do, do both things, and that's a tremendous advantage of the, uh, of the uh, Sunday ticket.
0: Mm, it is, sure. And what are you planning on Sunday for Father's Day, Jack?
4: Uh, we'll be at home, and we have a little thing at our house is phone calls, uh, how they come in. It's, it's very important who gets that first phone call in and who gets the second call in. So we'll be up early, uh, ready, ready to feel those calls. Tell me, so it's a comp- that it that's a
0: competition in your house. I know you guys are competitive, but this takes it to a whole different level.
4: <laughs> oh, no, We uh, that's one thing we do. I mean, it's poor Jim's at a disadvantage. You know, for him to get in first, he's got to make a call uh, very, very early before yeah. the sun comes up in San Francisco.
0: <laughs> so are we going to see you guys in a direct tv commercial wearing the 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 wings like uh like eli are, are we going to see that is that going down
4: well, no we
1: haven't gotten to that. i don't think you're going to see us <laughs> with the, the little fairies or anything but uh we we are we are sunday uh, ticket fans man, no doubt about fantastic. it. fantastic
4: well, well look, i will say this rich we've yes. been here a day together and have, have enjoyed each other's company just fabulously but I've asked the same question. When are we going to be able to get the wings on uh, like yes. Peyton and Dion did last year and, yes. and toss the ball around a little
0: bit? And I really haven't had a satisfactory answer. Yes, Jack. We've got a, Well, That's what we try to do on this, me using the Royal We Now, on this podcast, is, is leave people in a better spot. If that's what you want, we're going to push for it. You have our support. You have well, let's our support. Do it. Yeah, because who's got it better than us, right? No buddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jack,
0: thanks very much for coming on. Uh, happy Father's Day to you and yours and uh and same to you, Archie.
1: Rich, always great to be with you and I thank you again for uh emceeing that event in New in uh, New Orleans at the Super Bowl this year. Well, that was really special.
0: Yes, you know, uh nothing beats the uh Saint Jude uh program and the Saint Jude hospital for and what they do for children nothing beats that and obviously with the passing of pat summerall this year that came to the fore again because that's what he's all about and that was the pat summerall made it even more team. special
1: i just can't thank you
0: enough no listen what they do um is is truly god's work that's the only way to put it and um, yeah, so, yeah. It was, and it was an honor being there with you and your family for such a big week and and it's interesting just a real quick aside just watching your three boys you know and and you know cooper is the he's the oldest one and just watching the two Super Bowl MVPs in the family defer to him and just seeing that it's just like what your normal three-kid family with three boys would do, look up to the oldest, and just seeing you guys just as a family um, with, obviously, uh, interesting jobs, it really well, was it, it really was, was awesome to it, see, Archie. Yeah,
1: it was fun. I was, uh, you know, we were all sad that Pat, of course, couldn't be there that night. Uh, Coach, you don't know what we're talking about. It was a, I was fortunate enough to receive the Pat Summerall Award, and Pat... Uh, it was not well and couldn't come over so instead they had my three boys present it to me and it was just oh. a real special night but also so special it, I mean the Pat Summerall award will continue but um you know to win it and uh, while Pat was still alive and uh, he's somebody special to all of us so Rich MC that night and did a great job as, as always
0: Well Archie I appreciate it and happy father's day to you both Thanks, pal. Great man, week. Thank
4: you very much, Rich. Thanks for having us on your show.
0: Anytime, anytime. That's Jack Harbaugh and Archie Manning uh, representing DirecTV with a Sunday ticket this Sunday. You should check it out. If you don't have it, you can get it for free. If you do have it, you can get it for a low price. These two guys are perfect ambassadors for it here on the Rich Eisen podcast that goes from bloodlines to true blood. Pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, a man who uh, is getting set for season number six of True Blood, dropping on HBO, Joe Manganella. Good to see you there, great Joe. Great to see you, Rich. Big, yes. Big Steeler fan here back in the house. How are you doing? I'm great.
6: And I wore less deep of a V. The V, yeah. You wore the v,
0: You wore the V-neck uh, T-shirt last time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the ladies loved it. I got to be very honest with you. It was very unique take uh, from the staff here mm. uh, at NFL Network that day.
6: Glad I could help. I <laughs> I, uh, I wore less DV. Vi- you know, there's there's a right. lot that's happened to me this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grown up a lot. Okay. Changed a lot. Uh, I'm I'm really not that. You're matured. That punk kid that I was the last. Just time one I year was on. ago. It's 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 been a it's it. Well, no, normally it's a though, crazy year. normally Rich. though,
0: when you're part of a hit television show and you were in a hit film like Magic Mike. Mm-hmm. Things would go in the other direction. That you'd be difficult to deal with and handle. That the that the the V would get deeper in that regard.
6: You'd think that, but uh, I think for me, it was it was kind of like a Kurt Warner story. You know, uh, I, <laughs> I swore didn't that see if, if Kurt it happened Magic to me again, Mike, did I miss Kurt in Magic Mike? Did I miss you? You Didn't see him. No, he was the guy no. in the Officer and a Gentleman <laughs> outfit. That was Kurt. That was Kurt Warner, transformative actor, one of the greatest I've oh, ever worked with.
0: Yeah, he's very. I mean, he's sublime. I mean that's the word for him. I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned a lot. Oh man, so True Blood is gr- blowing up. I mean Game of Thrones this past um uh, year, I believe finally nipped True Blood for the most watched mm. show in the history of HBO and I think you're going to surpass them again. It's just sort of they're going back and forth. That blew me away. That, well, they, that... I, apparently there's men that watch Game of Thrones. Well, I get right <laughs> but it's just that, it's just that You know, when you talk about the most watched show in the history of HBO, Mm -hmm. people are going to throw Sopranos out there. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. But True Blood is the most watched show in the history of HBO. And
6: it's global in a way that I don't know that any other show, maybe other than Game of Thrones, can match. Right. When I go to foreign countries now, uh, which is really fun, I I get uh, people coming up to me saying... Oh, there's the werewolf in whatever language of the country that I'm in. Is that right? So I have this kind of collection of. Have you of,
0: learned how to say werewolf in different languages? Uh, is that what you're saying?
6: Yeah, France is Le loup Garou. Okay. And uh, Spain was El <laughs> Hombre Lobo. Uh, <laughs> and there was a Vietnamese woman that stopped me in an airport yeah. uh, magazine stand yeah. and started yelling in Vietnamese, but I, I couldn't for the life of me tell By you the way, what that you,
0: was. Could have, you could have just said anything. And I would have believed it was Vietnamese <laughs> in the same way that I you just you could have thrown anything out in French. Doma. I mean, d- yeah, there, you there you go. go. There it. you have it. Mm-hmm. it. You know that was very very, but that is amazing, isn't it? That you're going anywhere now.
6: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you, know? you know I'm a brand. I'm a wolf in every you know, country in the world. Incredible.
0: Yeah, that is great. What's it? I know I asked you last time about about the show. Mm-hmm. What what's coming up on this season?
6: You want me to get fired?
0: No, I mean, is there something that you oh. can
6: you can because nudity. F- <laughs> uh, the, I knew that. The, 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 there's a lot of female there's nudity blood. this year so oh. i want to throw that out Wait, there because more than usual more than usual like there's a real influx of female nudity oh. and a real like let's even the score here i think uh how, do, I do, think, you, how do
0: you say season pass in vietnamese <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> my uncle it's right yeah. there you go uh and and uh so but I, aside from that um you know this is this is the first year without Allen ball Uh, Running the day-to-day So Alan is consulted uh, You know as the storylines And kind of the over The overreaching arc Mm -hmm. But uh, he's no longer running The day-to-day Day-to-day is run by Brian Buckner Mm -hmm. Who was brought on in season one To take over for Alan In season two Mm -hmm. But Alan never left Mm -hmm. So Brian stuck around for five years And now I think this season He was really getting to do A lot of the the things In the storylines That he always wanted to do
0: Right So. So now you're You're branching out in that regard without the creator and the mastermind of this show being being around every single day yeah
6: and i I think you know without pun intended there's there's like a fresh blood new blood (laughs) nicely
0: done yeah yeah, Yeah. okay that's good
6: yeah so it's it's exciting and there was an excitement for us and and there was a real concerted effort to kill a lot of people off to uh maybe free up cap room in the salary <laughs> or that's how we do it that's how we do it in tv that's, we just kill characters to get well, cap
0: room again it's what game of thrones was probably doing this past year probably I mean, it's yeah. Uh, yeah i mean that's that's sort of i guess the the new way in a way is that anybody could go uh, not you though right i mean you're i can't
6: say that i can't confirm or deny i will say that there's at least one major character that dies. okay okay I won't say who. Well, I don't want I to ask any more. I don't want to get okay. you in trouble. Oh, with, yeah. you know. uh, you're also in the Draft Day movie, correct? Okay, here's the story. What's the scoop I was the second cast member other, after Kevin Costner added to the cast. Ivan Reitman offered me the part in the room. Mm-hmm. and uh, What are you playing in Draft Day? I was, oh, I was cast as the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. But yes. True Blood squashed it, and they wouldn't give me the three days off that I needed to go shoot it. So
0: you're not in Draft So day. I'm
6: not anymore. I had to drop out. Oh, my Lord. Which is heartbreaking, but... Ben Roethlisberger will not be able to give me crap about but it. But would you? Me, yes, I was about
0: to say. Would you have been able to go back to your particular <laughs> nation? <laughs> having
6: worn a Cleveland Browns uniform. So in a way, right? This is I would probably have to ceremonious ceremonially like burn the jersey yeah, and be like I'm, you know, put my hands up and
2: Well,
0: it certainly yeah. would have it would have it would have stretched your considerable acting skills. <laughs>
6: yes. That would have been true <laughs> to acting. To the limit. <laughs> the hardest acting job I've ever had is to be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Oh, would man. Have been tough.
0: Sorry to bring it
6: up then. I no, it's okay. okay. I mean, it's it's not the first instance. The, you know, they call it the Golden Handcuffs. You know, the Golden Handcuffs are that you're on this show that's so popular, so loved by the industry, you're on the radar of every director, producer because of this show, but also because of this show, you can't do all of those projects, and this is not the first instance of it, and and certainly not the biggest instance of it. There's been some real ones that I'm still not over, and I don't know that I'll ever be. (laughs) It leaves you the scars that the, the true blood scars, Kinda. huh? Kind of. Okay. You know, you have to, it's a, that, that, just that exercise in zen of, you know, it, Wait, was, what, it wasn't meant for what me. What else you know. could you have been in? Uh, they, sorry. Well, what do you,
0: I mean. Sorry. Don't uh, listen to him. God, listen, I mean, do you want to go through this laundry list? This
6: guy, I mean, this guy,
0: all you do is ask questions that piss off guests. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to take the mic away from you. All right, fine. Let me I'm just done. bring this up. Let me yep. just bring this yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. Michael Crabtree was sitting here. <laughs> why do we have to come back? Because you, you, you step into it. Michael Crabtree comes in here. Yeah. Okay. And he says to Michael Crabtree, Are you going to look at Anquan Bolden's Super Bowl ring? Because, you know, Anquan is now on his team. Sure. And he gave the look, sort of, that you did right there. It's like, All right, that's it, it's a question you can ask. It needs to be asked in a very uh, ginger manner because we all know, you know, why. And so he said, yeah, I've seen Super Bowl rings before, right? And wh- what was his answer? What was his answer, Chris Brockman?
3: What was his answer? The first part or the second part? No, his first part was he gave you an answer. <laughs> was yeah, it spiritual? He, he was like, "He was like, you know what? Uh, nah, probably not. Like, I've seen a Super Bowl ring before. It's not that big a deal. Tell him your follow-up. What's the follow-up. And I said, well, you know, because I was wondering if you would use that as inspiration because he got the ring, you know, by defeating you guys in the Super Bowl. How do you think he took that one? Not that far out of I'd say, line. I Yeah, right, Joe? I'm going to
6: look at it and then I'm going to punch him in the ball. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my answer.
3: Okay, and so when I ask you this <laughs> That's que- a Steel City and guy so when right I ask there. you this question, it's more for our listeners, Rich. They're curious as to, oh, what roles did you have to pass up? So well, I'm just asking. You, if you don't have to get into it if you don't want to. I wouldn't be doing my you job as a reporter in an interview. Are Rich. you are
6: you are you is that what you're doing right now? I am. Is that your job? We're yeah. trying to let him go. Uh there's a big one that comes out this weekend that I really was really, really tough to get over.
0: Got it. I understand that. We don't need to say any mm-hmm. more on that front. I g I get the I put I am putting two and two together on that front and it was the you know, the fried green tomatoes um sequel. Clearly you wanted to work with Olympia Dukakis. Yeah. And you, uh, you didn't get that opportunity and it's gonna kill you. Yeah. It's gonna kill you. It's gonna it's, eat at And you. It's gonna be too late. It's gonna <laughs> And uh, when you finally get around I was Kathy Bates. This. Were you really?
6: That's fascinating. Kathy got a group. That's not typecasting
0: no. at all. You know what I mean? That's not typecasting at all.
6: I did love Fried Green Tomatoes, by the way. Why love not movie? You?
0: Why wouldn't Who you? Who doesn't? Who
6: doesn't? I watched that with Steel Magnolias back to back to get myself pumped up for fight scenes. It's on <laughs> <and> true blood. <laughs> just back to back.
0: It is a great way. I mean, certainly with the soundtrack, if you put in, you know, the earbuds yeah. and, and you mix it with the right rap just do some crossfit, just do makes some sense. heavy all of this makes Overhead sense. Squats. All that makes sense. Let's get into the Steelers of it all now. Let's do it. Are you concerned about Big Ben's knee? Are you concerned? I about actually this?
6: just talked to Big Ben. I told
0: him I was coming on your podcast. Look at this!
6: Yeah, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. So hit wait, up, are Ben. You, wait,
0: hold on a minute. Are you breaking yeah. news right now? Are you breaking news right
6: now? I mean, if the breaking news is that the knee's great and it's coming along fine.
0: We're going to act like
6: it's breaking news. Let's get it out there. Breaking news: (laughs) So Ben's knee is just fine. Straight from straight from Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, it's 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 healing nicely. Ben's excited about the young team that they have. Right, and uh, I think they got rid of, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. some of the biggest reasons why the playoff run didn't happen. You don't like Mike Wallace? Is that what you are saying? (laughs) One hundred percent. No. He, he and I will never forgive Richard Mendenhall for fumbling in Super Bowl 45. I'll never forgive him. The Steelers had put the vice grip down on the Packers. They couldn't move, and then he fumbles, and the, the game changes. Mm-hmm. Never forgive him. And I just thought his attitude and the ups and downs were not right. And and then, of course, with Wallace, uh, he dropped too many passes, like in key, key moments. You want Larry Fitzgerald money? Make a Larry Fitzgerald catch. You know what? Less than that, make, make, a, make a catch that a high school guy should make. So I think the guy's a one-trick pony. He can run deep, but he's not a pattern runner either. So who who else? James Harrison is that another guy that you're mentioning? I'm sad I'm sorry, about. I'm, I'm sad to...
0: about Harrison. Okay.
6: I'm sad about Harrison because what he signed for less to play for for the Bengals. I just wish we could have worked something out. I just don't
0: know if they if they thought he may have still had the horses. I I don't know what that is. I'm, I, this is total conjecture, too, Joe. I'm not sitting here saying I know anything. Well,
6: I'm a but... big fan of history, and I look for patterns, and I look for you know events that maybe change the course of someone's career. James was never the same after all the fines. Okay. You think so? I think so. There was a Miami I know, I, we, game where, they, where he just, you know, he could have hit the ball runner and just kind of let him go by, and there was like kind of an Olay move. And I just think the guy, I, he got picked on, and I think it affected his game.
0: Because I, I know the last time you were on, you thought that there were you, you were of the mindset, the Oliver Stone mindset that the league <laughs> was picking, I'm going to make this movie. That the league was specifically picking.
6: Mm-hmm. I think he
0: was singled out.
6: He was singled out and made but an the example guy of.
0: Always leads with the crown of his helmet, Joe. I mean, he's one of those things where I understand the Colt McCoy one mm. that was on our air. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, the Colt McCoy one that was on our air, McCoy, <laughs> M- McCoy sort of ducked into him. Okay. Yeah. And we did have a conversation on our post game show where Dion's like, what's he supposed to do if he's hitting somebody and the guy crouches into his hitting zone? Yeah, you put what your head is down. What's he supposed to do? I mean. But so many times. I don't know if it's because he is smaller in stature than other linebackers who might be several inches taller or as tall as you, for mm-hmm. instance. He's not as – I mean, I, I wouldn't even think he'd come up to your shoulders, James Harrison.
6: He does. You know, no, I've, 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 I've yeah. been to him. Okay, you've yeah. met
0: him. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I, it, just, it, it does seem that he always does lead with the
6: crown of his helmet. Well, look, here's the thing. I mean, what's the game that we're playing here? I mean, it's tackle football. Okay. Okay, so if a ball runner puts his head down and comes at you. Okay, that's one thing. You know, and he was getting fined for ball runner, head down, like running straight at him. Like, what are you supposed to do? And he was getting fined for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, say step late hit or, you know, trying to make a statement. There are drop passes that happen in a secondary. And when you play certain teams, like for years the Steelers, wide receivers would notoriously drop passes with no one around them. That's... That's because they're waiting to get hit. There's there's an intimidation factor that happens because of that. So there there are certain teams that play that way. We were one of them. We're a hard hitting, you know, hard-nosed team. And I think they picked somebody and said, Okay, you're the guy and we're gonna take you down. Because he was getting okay. fined for guys putting their heads down and running it. Now the Massaquoi hit or the you know, even the Colt McCoy. I mean, yep. okay, I was Colt McCoy happened. I put my hands on my head and just started laughing in, like, a really sad way, like, right, he's going to be out next week. Can
0: you believe he? Th- what happened, too, is that he was allowed to come back in the game because, because uh, doctors were dealing with other things. Right. It's, it's, that hit actually has changed the way that the league handles in-game moments mm-hmm. that they now have independent doctors who are upstairs watching the field to make sure that somebody can't stumble off the field and stumble back on because right. the medical staff didn't see the hit because they were attending to somebody else. That was a, a watershed moment. As right. a matter of fact, that hit. But how
6: many years did that did that go by where guys were you know being no, concussed don't. and coming back in you just go back in the, just, it's a back world, in the though, game? Man. I mean, it's I a got, different world now. I, had a, I, I know I had a concussion in high school. I know I did and, and went back in. Like I, I, I know it. Like there was a moment where you know guy mm-hmm. buried his helmet in. It. I mean, I I know I was out and I came back and then went back in. Right. So I mean that was a part of the game. And I definitely am all about the preservation of the game. I want the game to be around. Forever, I, I love the game. Um, I just, you know, I, I mean, ob- the obvious argument is: well, okay, if the league is so concerned with players' health, then why are you trying to stretch it out to an 18-game season? Like, why are you, why are you doing that?
0: Mm-hmm. That doesn't. If that so does not concerned. mesh, Joe. You're you're not wrong. That 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 if if the league is trying to add more regular season games, it runs completely counter to the new culture of trying to. Um, Uh, Get these types of moments, these awful hits out of the game. Sure. Now, I have, just so you understand, I have been um, in the league office, and I know I'm a league employee when I say this, I have been in the league office in these meetings where they are showing to the media why they are uh, emphasizing certain rules, or in the case this past April where they had us in to show us this new rule about the, uh, uh, running backs. The running backs. Okay, What is now, up with now, that? Now, hold on. Okay, now that was my <laughs> initial reaction. Okay, yeah. now what is up with that? Where where they are now removing the sort of l- lowering your head and hitting somebody. Mm-hmm. This, in a game of tackle football, you're thinking, how can you remove that from the running backs' arsenal outside of I mean, of the Marshawn
6: Lynch the run pocket. against the Saints would never happen. Well, how are you going world. to
0: remove that? From the and and they showed they showed the video the commissioner was in there okay yeah. the commissioner was in there the new VP of officiating was in there all of the brass was in there with me Mayock, uh, Brian Billick mooch. Um, all of us. Were, you were have like
6: high-level security clearance. Well, don't
0: let you? me tell you something. Like, After <laughs> I tell you this information, I may have to kill you. Geez, well, okay? just, Whether you're killed off or not on this season, just this kill me in front here. of
6: the Polamalu. The Polo-Malo, 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 <laughs> You know that just. Well, this is you know. Da- I uh, want to die like the, like the Pieta. I just want to lay this, there. Where we do the ball have that is. here just for you. This and, massive
0: Polamalu yeah. um, shot. But they these they showed the these the hits that they are trying to remove from the game, and when they slowed it down. And you would see the helmet of a running back essentially get lower in certain cases than the pad level because of how their head has now been pushed deep into their body cavity. Mm -hmm. They said that to a man and a woman of any doctor that they have shown this stuff to, they have been told that the league is lucky that a running back has not suffered a catastrophic injury from this. And upon hearing this, if you're in charge of a league and you hear this from doctors, how in the world do you not go ahead and try and legislate it out of the game? And I hear that, and I'm like, okay, just from a, just from, just forget about whether you're, you know, forget about the fact that this is not your father's NFL in your mind in that regard. If you're in charge of a game and this is a liability issue, how do you not come out and basically say, okay, outside of the pocket, this is the rule, outside of the pocket, if I see you and I'm squaring you up as a running back and lower my head to try and run through you, that's a penalty. But if I'm coming at you from an angle – and I'm not squaring you up, and I hit you with the crown of my helmet or the, ha- or the hairline, which for me is obviously different, but the hairline, uh, that is not a penalty. It is not a penalty. They showed me so many different plays, like, say, inside the five-yard line with, uh, with, with big-ass running backs who are running to the pylon, who lower their head and hit, hit a guy outside of the pocket. That is not a penalty. What is a penalty is if I have a choice to be able to maybe move left, move right, or use my shoulder to get through you, and I use the crown of my head, they're going to flag your ass. They're going to flag it ten times out of ten. It's so gonna complicated. It. it is a little complicated, but this is all I'm saying to you is. I'm trying to download you the Steeler fan who thinks that there is a conspiracy and James Harrison
6: has been hounded out of the game or at
0: least hounded to Cincinnati. He's on the yeah, okay. he's on the Bengals now. <laughs> Which, he
6: would have been still on he was, would have been on the Steelers if it wasn't for the fines. You
0: know, you know what I'm saying? Damn it. I, I'm trying yeah. to give you the totality of this. Okay. All you right. know, and I'm not trying to convert you. I'm just gonna give at least I'm just trying to give you all the information. It's so complicated. Help me help you is what I'm saying. Help me help
2: you, And, Rod. You, and as,
0: I know, as you just said, too, that you somewhat equated, which is a good Steeler fan, uh, that going to the Bengals is as if your career is over. Um, that, all of that said, all of that said, there, is, there are two teams in that division who have been to the playoffs in back-to-back years. And that is not the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the Ravens and the Bengals. How concerned, what is your concern? What is your main concern going into the 2013 season for the black and gold, Joe? Well,
6: you know, here's the thing. And I think that I share this sentiment with every single Steeler fan is that, yeah, we were concerned as soon as last year was over. And then we went, oh, wait. The years that they went to the Super Bowl were the years where we were concerned like this. They were coming off a weird year. And you kind of went, I don't know about this year. And then. Boom, they wind up in the Super Bowl either winning or Rashard Mendenhall fumbles and they lose. Right. So, see that? I brought it back. I saw it, always, I saw it all together.
3: Not that you're still bitter. Not
6: that. That. <laughs> I was <laughs> at that game like 14 rows back. I had right. my route nice. planned out to get onto the field and touch the trophy. <laughs> like, I had the whole thing. And instead, I'm like yelling at, you know, getting yelled at by Jets fans and getting into like verbal altercation with like Jets and
3: Patriot fans who were there just to heckle us. <laughs> It
6: was like, oh, <laughs> God. You At know? least
3: you didn't have a perfect season ruined, and now have to suffer through Tim Tebow.
6: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, mean, you mean the the, 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 big, the bigger Danny Woodhead? The bigger Danny Woodhead. If
0: he kind will. of. If we talked about this earlier in the week too, if he allows himself to play that role, that's I don't understand why he wouldn't do that. He I don't, has to. It's it, it's that line from Pulp Fiction, Marcellus saying that's just pride messing with your mind. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> yeah. should Marcellus should sit Tim Tebow down, which would be great. <laughs> with, the, with the Gimp, why not just <laughs> really blow play. his mind? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and and basically say, Tim, if you are only want to be a quarterback, that is just pride messing with your mind. This is the team. Yeah. If you're the team player, do it all. Yeah. Do it all and win Super Bowl rings sure. and get... He would be the only guy in the history of the NFL playing that role to get listen, commercials. Listen, Heinz
6: right? Ward, in my opinion, had a Hall of Fame career. Now, whether or not he makes it because if backed up a wide no, receiver, agree it's, it's, the Hall is backed up I don't right know about
0: now. first ballot, but he should be in that He should be room. in.
6: You're true, sorry. Yes, I agree. D1 college quarterback. Correct. He Antoine was... randall L. D1 right. college quarterback. Torell Tirek- Stewart. Mm-hmm. D1 college quarterback converted into slash player to great success. You know, when Cordell went back to, to play quarterback, I mean, it was, it, was, it was rocky. It was a little rocky for sure. him. You know, I mean, he had a, moments of brilliance, and it was a bit rocky. Kind of reminds you of, of, of a Tebow in, in that way, mm-hmm. the up and down. If you're a team player, and, and you are what you say you are, put your money where your mouth is, and play tight end, or play slot back, play H back, play fullback, move around. Like, that's what I think the guy should do because you can pass out of that stuff. I mean, you can run an option out of the backfield. I mean, you know, pitch options. I mean, I, I think the guy could be an incredible weapon if used in that way.
0: I agree with you. Incredible 100%. weapon. 100%. I don't know if he'll – He's like Mike Allstott that played D1 quarterback. He I mean, would, it's – He's the, a rock. What do you even he's, do with that? He is li- – I mean, again, I know people always go crazy. Whenever you make any t- comparison of Tim Tebow to anybody – um, in this, in this respect, like Danny Woodhead. What do you mean, Danny? Danny Woodhead was five foot eight. Well, he was a hundred pounds soaking. What? Tim Tebow, yeah. six foot four. He's a brick house. You know, like, but I, you're he could be used in that way. He'd be a great correct. tight end. He, he
6: could play on any team in the league if he wanted to convert to tight end. He I could agree.
0: Catch. I agree. And he's the type of guy you want to have to send out in the community. He's a dream come true. Absolutely. Like, but he is like Heinz Ward in the fact that he's a he's he's built. I mean, he could. He's a monster. He could, he could he lay could people say, out. He could
3: hit some hats. He's four inches he taller could. than Hines Ward. Right? Isn't Tebow like 6'4"? I know. And he can run. Could I mean, he, he's,
6: he's like really slippery when I know. he runs. I saw he's, it. He's, well, the he's a country weapon. saw it. And I think the whole message would be that... I know you as a Steeler fan saw it. I'm <laughs> sorry to say. <laughs> well, know. did you see the Marcus Allen football life? I did, yes. Or no, the story of Marcus. Marcus yes, of had to switch around. Yes, he, he had did. to switch positions. The guy winds up in the Hall of Fame by... He played fullback for Bo Jackson. Incredible. I mean, he played quarterback when he didn't want to. And the message is you do what you have to do in that moment, and you wait for the right moment, and, then, and you're there. You just stay alive. I mean, I, I just I, I, that's a great message, I think, for Tim to give to the community to tell kids this might not be exactly what you want to do, but if this is what's presented to you, you be the best whatever totally agree. possible. Uh, you and I are
0: lockstep on that. Who's yeah. going to run the football for the Steelers this year? Who the hell is your running
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know, you know, and, and that's remarkable because that, that's always the spot on the offense. Not other than Chris Nick Rainey, <laughs> no sir. <laughs> but who? Uh, you know what I mean? Rashard's yeah. got. Because I, I think everybody thought Rashard was going to be that bell cow. We
6: did until Jerome he got his collarbone broken by, yep. by Ray, Ray Lewis, Lewis. Like you know, over. Yeah, it was done, and it, it was It just wasn't the same. He never was consistent. Um, but I also think I was never a big fan of Bruce Arians' offense because he he took the fullback out of the backfield. I like the fullback, and mm-hmm. he took the fullback out and made it a one-back backfield, and it's it's just that's you're set for failure. Okay,
0: I think for so a Steeler offense. But your 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 but your 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 phone buddy Ben loved the
6: Arians offense. He did love, and I think the he was Arian's the only offense. one who did. <laughs> <laughs> fans yeah, didn't yeah, like it uh-huh. and you know i i just think that uh <clears throat> i don't think i think i think bruce is a little too prickly okay
0: so ben is fine knees good you spoke to him yep he was straight good from straight from the horse straight mouth. from the horse's mouth yeah. was, was he jealous that he was you were coming on the podcast i mean you can be <laughs> honest was he jealous because he was like man i wish i could be there
6: it's okay. Oh, I've Ben's listening, it. man. I, I'm gonna hook you up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in the good. Oh word no, here. he's been on. He's yeah, been on. Okay.
0: At last time he was on, I think he called the uh, the off the new offense of uh, Todd Haley <laughs> like the Rosetta Stone is what he said, and of course everyone in <laughs> Pittsburgh picked up like, oh, he hates Todd Haley just like the rest yeah. of the free world. And talk about prickly. I mean, he, he probably yeah. makes Bruce Arians like Tebow, right? He's <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> <right>? probably. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, that's the interesting thing that's going on there, but yeah, you know.
6: um, yeah. So so you like it? You like? I mean, it- I like Todd Haley's offense. I'm a huge fan. I love it. Okay, I think it's fantastic. Uh, I mean, you know, whoever's free to argue with me as much as they want, but what I saw last year, I loved, and I think that once you know, once everybody settles in, I think it's I think it's great.
0: I okay. It's awesome. So how many wins for your team this year do you think? Um, what do you think?
6: I mean, what eight and eight last year? I mean, I'd I'd go at least ten. Like we're going at least 10 because it's one of those seasons that just shakes you to the core because we didn't make the playoffs because we weren't good enough. The middle of the season everybody was predicting we went on that run and everybody was like yes. there they jumped on and said, you know, there because that's what they usually
0: do. You know what I mean? They usually they don't they don't I mean, last time we saw them struggle like that. I know. I mean, sometimes they go Struggle and then finish with the ten wins and then win the Super Bowl. We've seen that,
6: right? Okay. They just they run it out at the end. Of the season. They just didn't, as opposed run it out.
0: to fizzle in mediocrity
6: and finish exactly
0: at eight and eight. Yeah, it's 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 not often we see something
6: like. But that. But I think last season it wasn't like they lacked the talent. It wasn't like it was just it was just it was like guts. There was like something they weren't playing like champions. There was something going on from the top down, and I think, you know, some of those drops by Wallace were crushing. Crushing You're and so the happy fumbles were crushing I'm You're so, so happy. happy
0: he's a dolphin
6: but there's an old story uh, about the pharaoh in Egypt lined up a hundred slaves and said drag this stone to the top of the pyramid or the top level of the pyramid mm-hmm. and these hundred slaves they you know grabbed the rope and and moved it a few feet and then stopped so he lined them all up and had his generals kill every other one in front of them slit their throats one down the line so 50 of them are dead. 50 of them are now alive. He said to the 50, pull it to the top. Mm-hmm. So they got it up to the pyramid, got it up a little bit, but couldn't get it to the top, stopped, came back down. He lined up all 50, killed every other one, slit their throats in front of their friends. Now there's 25 left. The 25 dragged the stone to the top. That's what I think last year was for the Steelers. Wow. It's like we need to cut these guys out, keep the guys who are going to work, be leaders. And wow. let, let's do this next year. That's the worst Passover story ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it sounds like the Red
3: Wedding. That was the Red Wedding. That was the
0: Red Wedding. Yeah. You're right, Chris Brockman. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, it's just going to be a fascinating season, certainly in that division, because you go, you just run it through Flacco. Can he do it again? The best thing that happened to the Steelers was Which, Flacco's contract, right? I mean, <laughs> the
6: cause, best thing that could happen. Well, to that I division.
0: mean, and we already saw it from his agent, who who said it was the dumbest move ever that they didn't sign him when they could. And everyone was saying, "Well, that'll be a great next negotiation when Flacco's contract comes up in like three years, when the cap number becomes too high." But you know, I don't know if they. The one, the only guy that I point to saying that they may not have had the cap room because of a Flacco contract to let him go is Bolden, because I, I don't know if that's true or not. But you take a look at his contract and what he meant to that team. It really that was the head scratcher to me. Mm-hmm. Ed Reed, we all, you know, I love him, and I'm one of those sort of. Uh, naive guys that says sign him just because of what he's done, you know,
6: but I yeah, understand. Yeah, you want to see a, those guys retire in the same uniform. That's I mean, me. it broke my, I mean, Franco Harris wore a Seahawk uniform. I mean, it's just, right? what, List is, goes on and what on. is, yeah. List goes on and on. We on we and, on and on and on. The
0: history of the United, finished in a Charger uniform.
6: I mean, etc. Yeah. Et Greg Lloyd and Kevin Green playing for Carolina, like, what is going, what is yeah. happening with yeah, the now, world? Now you know? see
0: Kevin Green wearing Packers stuff every and killing it. He's
6: crushing it out <sighs> there as yeah, the coach. It's sad. Well, it was sad when, uh, uh, you know, Russ Grimm and uh, and uh, Ken Wisenhunt left. Yep. I mean, it's sad to watch guys, you. beloved, these beloved guys go and, and play for different but teams. But you see what,
0: what the Ravens are dealing. It'll be uh, interesting to see if Flacco does sort of what Eli Manning did, which is... Uh, sometimes fall into the same old stumbles mm-hmm. in the regular season and everybody forgets what happened the year before the Super Bowl and with Flacco's contract on top of it, that's just going to be fascinating in the post-Ray Lewis, post-Ed Reed mm-hmm. world, what that team is going to look like and act like. That's one. Cincinnati, you yeah. take a look at Cincinnati and it's time for Andy Dalton to step things up. They've been drafting
6: unbelievably Very well. Very well. I mean, I've been so impressed How with the draft. Mike Brown is, is
0: doing really well over yeah. there, drafting yeah. guys and, and yeah. being the GM in a way. And, and um, yeah. not in a way. I mean, he's a GM there. You take a look at that. It is time for Andy Dalton to take that step forward here. Even though, I mean, it's time to, it's time to not lose to Houston. It is or it isn't. I know that. That's a steal right there. And because Cleveland, it was
6: the, it was time for Mark Chan- Sanchez to step up.
0: That's true. And he totally has regressed. I mean, let's not even – I mean, the butt fumble I mean, s- speaks <laughs> for itself. <laughs> right? Two
6: AFC championships in a row.
0: I know. I mean – Mm-hmm. It, I know, yeah. but Andy Dalton has two wild card losses in Houston in a row, but they have made the playoffs and they're mm-hmm. young and they can move forward. You take a look at Cleveland, who knows what Cleveland's going to do, but it is a whole new world there. Cleveland will have to do it without me. That's <laughs> <As> their quarterback. <laughs> yeah. They might want you as their quarterback by the end of the season. And then there's the Steelers. Uh, it's an interesting AFC that's uh, that's unfolding, you yeah. know. Yeah. and you take a look at their schedule. I want to just run through it with you, and then I'm going to let you go, okay? Um, you got uh, we're g- Thursday Night Football. Um, week 13 still is at Ravens is Thanksgiving. That's an interesting one right there. Yeah, that okay. yeah, is interesting. And then uh, Week 16 is a uh, uh, Steelers at Packers rematch. Um, let's get the whole one here. Do you have the whole one, Chris yeah. Brockman?
3: Yeah, that's right now. Yeah, no, just read it. Read it off. What do you got? Uh, Titans and then Monday Night Football Bengals. Hold on a minute. Week one. Week one is what home against the Titans. Okay, okay. that's
0: is that that's that's how you followed up uh, the your last Super Bowl season. Remember that was an overtime game. We yeah, were there. That was, that was nasty. That was a nasty, that was a nasty, that was a nasty game. Terry nasty Collins. As the quarterback of the Titans, nearly took care of business that night. That was pretty nasty. It yeah. went into overtime. Um, so it's week one against the Titans at home. Then what? Week two. Week two Monday Night Football at Cincinnati.
6: Okay, oh, interesting. Interesting. At at Chicago. Hold on a minute.
0: Is, are those two wins? Is that a is that a is that a
3: win and a win? I
6: think we got the Titans. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, I think we can take the Bengals. Okay, that's two. All right, two week, and zero.
3: Week three Sunday Night Football home against Chicago.
6: Chicago's always tough in the beginning of the season. That's gonna that'll be a tough game at Chicago. No, it's at home.
3: A, oh, at home. Home game. Hmm.
6: You know, it's like the Bears play so well right out the gate, and then they kind of fizzle out. When I the think Bears in
0: Field, you know what I think of? I think of that, that, that game where uh, Jerome Bettis trucked Brian Urlacher <laughs> in the snow. And this was in their Super Bowl season when things were not going very well, as usual, late in the season. Right. And the bus, I think he had like three touchdowns that day. In a great game against the you Seahawks. You've met Jerome. I have You, you ever
6: shook Jerome's hand and like, just hang out with him, stand next to him, it's and amazing. then imagine, just visualize, trying to, get trying to tackle him with a full head of steam behind him? I know
0: him. that. I know. Incredible.
3: Oh, that's why he's nicknamed the bus. Oh. So that's 3-0? Oh? Okay. What week, else we got? Week 4, go to London to yeah. face the Vikings.
6: I really want to go to that game, but I'm going to be in rehearsals for Streetcar Named Desire <laughs> in Yale. Is that right? And if I can sneak away for like, because it's I, a you know, six-hour six flight or eight-hour flight to, to London... I'm going to try to sneak over there. Not from New Haven. From New Haven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to drive to New York. Yeah, there's transit time. You okay. Take the train yeah, all right. and then go. Yeah. All
3: right, week, week five by. But Vikings, I, I don't know, man. Vikings will be interesting. Um, okay. Week five by. then we got week six at the Jets. Win. <laughs> okay. Week seven, home against the Ravens. Oh,
6: man. Man, that'll be big. That'll be big. That'll be That'll be very telling. I think. That'll be very telling of where we're at. That By that time, that game six, that'll fun. tell us, I think, okay. where we're at right then. Okay. Week,
3: week eight at the Raiders. Oh, man, we always have trouble, lose, with, the there. We have there. trouble always with the Raiders. You lose there. You always go out
0: west and lose in that black hole. Just, it happens all the time, doesn't uh, it? All the t- every
6: year. Like we it's like the playoffs are dependent
0: upon <laughs> us beating like the And then you look back and it's a it's a Raiders. crushing in-conference loss that counts against you in a in a tiebreak. it has got to change at some point. Week okay.
3: 9 back across the country to face Tim Tebow in the New England Patriots. And if he's still there
6: We've had the Patriots number this past couple of years. in the okay. Regular season, that's, Brockman. That's not.
3: Uh, that's not wrong. I'm not going to argue with okay. him. All right. What you else? know what?
6: You know what happened though. They can't cheat anymore. Oh, my so right, that's. Lord. I Re- think.
3: Really, Joe?
6: I think that's what happened. <laughs> after in a post Spygate world,
3: I'm not going to bring up three what Super I Bowls pre
6: Spygate,
3: zero after. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm not going to argue. Uh, week ten, uh, home against Buffalo. Okay. What else? Week, ele- week eleven, Detroit at home. Mm-hmm. Week twelve at Cleveland. Uh-huh. Week thirteen, Thursday night football at oh, that's Baltimore. Thanksgiving night. Thanksgiving at Baltimore. That's the NBC football. Thursday night football game. Okay. What else? Miami, Cincinnati on Sunday night at the Miami. P- that'll be great. Mike Wallace. You're going to take. you You're. If he fumbles, is, well, is, that, it, uh, in that is game? it
6: Pittsburgh or? He's yeah. Pittsburgh, right? In Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. oh that's going to be awesome. <laughs> He's going to get uh-huh. booed out of so the So what stadium. you're saying
3: is I should not keep Mike Wallace on fantasy this year. Don't, get him out on get that game, out. man. Uh, week yeah. 16 at Green Bay, a little Super Bowl rematch for you. Yeah, And then you finish up the season with Cleveland.
0: Okay. Always. By the way. Right? Yeah, and it's what, like week 17 against yeah, Cleveland. And it's, and it's always like on oh, my birthday
6: or the day. It's the day after my birthday. When is your yeah. birthday? December 28th. Okay. Yeah. It's always it's like always <laughs> right that <then. laughs> Cleveland, like right around my birthday. Oh, man,
0: season six of True Blood, this Sunday night yep. in the 9 p.m. spot. That's the 9 p.m. Sunday night is the HBO sweet spot. That's it. They put yeah. their marquee shows right there. Sunday man.
6: dinner, water cooler next morning.
0: 10 episodes, 12 episodes? We're what doing 10 this year ten. Uh,
6: due to uh, the twins. Anna, our, our star, Anna Paquin, had twins. And uh, and so they... With her
0: co-star, correct?
6: With her with, with her co-star. Yeah, num- number one and number two on the call sheet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And number one and two in your heart, number yeah. one and two on the call sheet <laughs> number one and two in your heart, everybody, yeah. oh, so
6: that's why so. so we shot ten this year. Just, uh, so you
0: lost two shows because she gained two in the family, two g- <laughs> Yeah, two for two. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Two for two. It's, it's proportionate. Traded at least it's it proportionate. That yeah, it makes sense. That's the way they work. Joe Manganiello, you are a good man. at t- At Joe Manganiello on Twitter, on correct? On Twitter, yes. On Twitter. Yeah. Um, follow that man. I do. I do, too. Um, and uh, what else are we promoting? You got a book
6: coming up. I have a book. What do uh, you got? Uh, my book, Evolution, uh, comes out December 3rd, uh, which is, uh, I got contacted by simon and schuster and they okay. wanted me to write what's a, the book about is it it's a novel a, the cutting edge book of fitness okay and uh you know cardio nutrition uh all the workouts i got in shape for for true blood with magic mike what to expect uh designed by m- the number one trainer in the world my trainer of the past four years ron matthews and uh arnold schwarzenegger's writing the foreword oh my lord yeah in, in English? Or <laughs> what is that? What it is? Fantastic. Austrian?
0: You know, it's funny. You uh,
6: open the page and it speaks to you like those greeting cards <laughs> it, in his voice. Buy
0: this book. All oh, Rich, yeah. you get bought. It's funny. My book, Steve Sable wrote the forward in his book. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Come on in here. Come on in here. I got a surprise for you. Get in here.
6: Yeah, there we go. Get in
0: here. Uh, 99 uh, in your program, guest five.
6: Number 66, upside down on the wall. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you going to get Puig on the wall? What's going on? The uh, the, uh,
0: 2013 member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame class, Lauren Sapp. Richard. My humble guest, Heisen. Great to have you. All Warren.
5: right, I, I got one question. I know you're a Steeler fan. And yes, you know sir. I love True Blood, and I come to mm-hmm. take a picture with the pretty guy and put it on my Instagram. Why am I
0: upside down? The reason why I asked that same here, question. First question uh, I asked when I walked in here. Dave Damischek, who oh, also that's does all his I need to know. That's it. Leave it there. He
2: uh, <laughs> he decided <laughs> he decided
0: to uh, to make uh, me sixty six. Uh, well, he, did, he decided to polish the. the it's kind the, of this, evil though. It's like evil of looking, you know. And yeah. so and he's a Pittsburgh guy. That's why there's all these pictures of Pittsburgh. That's you, yeah. uh, I believe that's that's uh, Nitschke. That, that's, that's absolutely Nitschke. Okay, and then uh, that's, that's that's you. Sixty-six he upside, it upside down. down, so it's a wall of sixty-six. So what, when
6: does Puig run? What does he have to do to get up on the wall? I, I just I think eight
0: more uh, walk-off home runs or game-winning in the home next runs. two games, he's and then he gets up him. batting five hundred
3: in eight games.
0: So did you hear what he's was able to, I guess, reveal about the upcoming season of True Blood? Or did you, I don't know if you were in the room just yet?
6: You're gonna like it.
5: Yeah, I know we're missing two seasons because Suki had twins. I know that two, Correct. two Yeah, see, so he knows. Yeah, I got he, that. Two he knows episodes, what's up. Yeah. yeah,
6: I got that. Uh, there's 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 a lot. Lots of female nudity. It's like really upped. No, I think that, that was a big effect, reveal. That offends. That, that
0: clearly offends Warren's sensibility because you stopped him in his
6: tracks. Was that? I, I thought that sound effect was like. That <laughs> was like Warren's reaction. That's it that, like that old <laughs>
0: Scooby Doo like zoinks. <laughs> nudity. You <know>? right? Exactly. <laughs> Are
3: you vining this? Nah. No, Are I was trying to get this? No, I don't vine. I'm not into that. Okay. Are you, I don't
0: vine either. I don't. It's difficult. I don't even know what that is. That's It's the it's the video version of Twitter. No, it's only six seconds of. No, it's not the video version. Of Twitter it because is. I'm gonna
5: tell you what it is the video version of NYPD Blue in six seconds because it really messes with your eyes. You remember when yes. NYPD Blue it's first like the came the Blair on, Witch Project. And it's moving. I'm like, why right.
0: is it doing this? I mean. You got some tough time. I'm no fine So, uh, you know what I got in the mail? Mm-hmm. I got in the mail the Warren Sapp <laughs> uh, package. Stop it. Is that like a blow-up doll? No. Or something? No. It, careful. <laughs> I know I need I like I, this guy. I know. I, know, I, know I, I like need this to, guy. I know. You'd love Joe. <laughs> Joe's a good man. I like this uh, guy. It's the package of material from the Hall of Fame group that's mm. handling his work. Uh, oh. Is week. that like
6: for your consideration for actors? In a way, it's... Well, It's it's... He's already in.
0: Here's the thing. <laughs> if, if you, can, get, no, not if not you can go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. No, Rod
5: was say I'm not in until I get my jacket.
0: If, if you want to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you should absolutely go. Going to the Pro Football Hall I've of Fame induction ceremony is yep. incredible. Going to a Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony of someone you're emotionally attached to mm. is through the roof. Going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony with somebody that you know is going in. Are you saying you cried? It's, well, I mean... Did when, you have, like, Kleenexes when Rod... Well, i Unfortunate, that Rod Woodson's gone in. Yeah. Marshall Falk has gone in. Deion Sanders has gone in. Kurt Warner's gonna go gonna in. Gonna go in. Okay. Yep. Got to. And this guy's going in. Yeah. This year. And it's 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 a whole different ball of wax. And what you what you have to do when you're going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame is you have to hand off the tickets <laughs> and, and the parties and the hotel rooms yes. to somebody... Else. Whole it's like getting committee. married, sort it of. There's
5: no doubt. Worse, there's yeah. no wife to help or the, or the bride <laughs> to be. You know, cause right. when you getting married, the only yeah. requirement is to be standing there and say "I do." That's it.
0: Yep. Hmm. And don't lose the ring. But that's on the best man. Well, but the ring, somebody's handing you the ring. That's
5: what I'm saying. So the Pro Football right. well, Hall of Fame is the best. Don't man lose
0: there. this coat. But, yeah, so Rod says you're not, you're, no, you're not in until you get the coat, by so the way. Until you get the coat. Really? Yes, the coat you get the <laughs> night before. The coat you get yeah. the night before. Friday night you get it. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. You're going to cry like a baby.
5: Absolutely, and I'm yeah. waiting on it. And now Deke's gone too. So I know, I I don't get, I my, I don't get my, but, my slapping across the head, you know. Oh.
0: Yeah, you got emotional on TV Yeah, that, that's on, all I was Michael thinking. Michael brought yeah. that up. That's all, all I was Junk. thinking. I, mean, I hung out
6: with Jay Moore last week, and, and he had a lot of great, great, great stories about uh, Yeah, Deacon. from their best damn sports show days. Oh, I'm sure he's got a lot. Second oh, yeah. to none. Going yeah. outside smoking cigarettes with Deacon and the two of them. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> sitting at the bar drinking in the middle of light, lights with him. It's
5: just, whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, they, they, they broke the mold with him. They yeah, broke the mold with absolutely. him. Absolutely. But everything else going on? Right everything
5: going great, baby. I just got back from Anguilla. I was sitting on the beach. You see my tan?
0: <laughs> I did go over as okay. well as I thought it
5: was. Because there was a guy no. across the pool who looked just like you, Rich. And he was. But pale. he had wavy hair. Wavy hair. Nah, no, well, okay. it was just like that little donut you got right there. So.
2: <laughs> easy, easy, easy. The crown of his helmet, please. A- Alex. The crown of his helmet. Alex,
6: write down this time code. You. Look, we already—we we figured out before you got here that, that Rich gets to hit with oh. more of his helmet because it's, there's, yes. there's less he, of a crime. He, yes. a crime he can hit, the hit all the way up yeah, to here guess. with the helmet. Yes, yes and I,
0: can it's still legal. I can lead. I can lead. I can lead. lead with the head and it's fine. I can lead. It's okay. That's what I do for a living.
3: I can lead. <laughs> hey, hey, bald is beautiful, Rich. <laughs> that's the best. I've been
5: with you for five years.
0: That's the best right there. <laughs> Walked yeah. <this> <laughs> At least I gave him a heads up Hey, that's good. I know. Let's go. <laughs> let's write go. Down. <laughs> Thanks for crashing. 99.
5: Always, always, I come to take a picture with the good-looking guy. I'm gonna man, give you some let's tell you, the NFL, True it. Blood,
6: NFL guy, love True Blood, love, true yeah, blood. love, tr- like I go, I went love on the field in, in at Heinz Field, what? and all the Steelers are looking like, what's that's up, Balce? What's up? And I'm like, up. yeah, hey
5: man, you had silky too, so buddy, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> <Whoa. laughs>
6: You're right. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of those moments. You're gonna like episode one. That's all I'm going to say. You're going to like episode one. No, you're yeah, going to have to block out Sunday. half the screen. You have to block me out with your hand, but you're <laughs> like the other half of the screen. I'm not, I'm not, worried, about, I'm you. You. I'm not worried
5: about you, son. I, All I, right. got, I got good focus. All right.
6: <laughs>
0: That's why he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah. uh, thanks for coming on uh, at Warren Sapp, 99 <laughs> in your program, number one in your heart.
6: Yes, sir. Number 66 on the wall. That's right, number
0: 66 <laughs> on the wall here. And Joe Manganiello, uh, when is your book coming out? When's it book coming out? book comes out uh, December 3rd. Okay, so it's perfect for a stocking
6: stuffer. Perfect stocking kind. stuffer, yeah. Okay. And new year, new you.
0: And then uh, season six of True Blood. Comes this yes. Sunday night. It drops, yes. as the kids say, at uh, nine p.m. Eastern Time. Always welcome to come back anytime. You Thanks. I, let's do it. You got yeah. it. That's Joe Manganello on the Rich Eisen podcast. That was fun. That was great. That was <laughs>
3: <laughs> Joe's a great guy.
0: He's just a, a regular dude.
3: Absolutely, from who's hit it from Pittsburgh? Who's who, hit it? Uh, big time. Big time. Yes, and who is uh, now
0: another person that you have? Oh, come on you have <laughs> pissed off here. Come on, I don't think he was that upset. But if you're asking him,
3: I'm not
2: I mean, if you're rich.
0: asking him what are these roles that he's that, that g- are big,
3: uh, he doesn't want to get into it. You think he wants to get into that? He knows the deal. Like uh, being in his position, he oh, has th- to answer these types of questions and it's my job to ask them. It sure sounds like he could have been Superman.
1: Sounds like it. Rockman is the is the Albert Breer to Joe's You're the Albert Breer of the podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: I didn't even hear the rest of the analogy. You're officially the Albert Breer of this podcast. I don't want to be the Albert Breer of no, anything. No, you don't.
2: Well,
0: that was fun. That was a fun chat. That was great, uh, yeah. Absolutely. With uh, a
3: good guy who has is, is hit it big. I was going to say, maybe we should... Uh, From Pittsburgh, PA. We should probably get his book around Christmas time, you and I. <laughs> well, I'm, well, What we should do
0: is get him back on the show to promote it and get it for free. Yes. There you go. Everything it's free, it's me. Although in in all honesty, after having done a book myself, I always buy somebody's book. Yeah. Always buy the book. You're helping somebody's sales. You know, you know when we I mean? when we have guests always buy a book. I like
3: to go see their movies just to support them and everything. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Okay. You're a good man. Yeah. I mean I'm a true blood fan anyway, but I would tune in if if you know if I wasn't. Right. Um so this
0: is a fun show. Uh Joe Manganello yep. and uh that's the, Again, this, I like saying this every now and then. I defy you to show, show me another podcast <laughs> that puts Archie Manning, Jack Harbaugh, and Joe Manganiello on the same show that gets crashed by Warren Sapp. Try it. You're not going to see luck. it. Somebody, somebody send me something close to that. Will you please? <laughs> every now and then i got to toot my own horn. Alex, again, thank you for being here when Law uh, leaves his post.
3: Appreciate it. It's and, becoming uh, more and more frequent. Wait, why is he on the East Coast again? I don't even know.
0: I don't even know. his site survey that takes five days? I guess. I don't know. He's always in a meeting. Lots of uh, meetings. Maybe we should send him a Microsoft Outlook meeting request to find out why he's on the East Coast. <laughs>
3: (laughs) See how quickly he responds He has like a special We know he listens to the show when he's not on it (laughs) That's right (laughs) (laughs) We already
0: ran that test That litmus test (laughs) That turned (laughs) up green That turned up green Green light on that one Um, And I appreciate you uh, with the time code But that was a good I had to to respond (laughs) in a language that Warren understands Right and
3: you couldn't let that go without a response Correct You know um, so do uh, you got an international shout out well I did one earlier in the week I, can I do know a, do I can another do, one I can do a second one do another uh, one don't you there's a large world I've, out there Ivan I'm going to screw up his last name Ivan Tolmachev okay can I get an NFL fan from Moscow Russia get hey. an international shout wow. out thanks for keeping my off season interesting and thank him for uh, tweeting in and for
0: you um, perpetuating the myth that everyone from Moscow is named Ivan
3: <laughs> hey i am i'm the john snow of the international john shout out Snow, john Snow, john Snow. how <sighs> so much fun was that early in the week with aaron Rodgers? i'm still bummed out Rodgers uh, rogers wasn't fully digging the column but well i think it was digging the column he didn't
0: dig where you put him in the column i mean and then he certainly didn't dig that the guy who he <laughs> most associates himself with and the character that he loves the most you gave to brady I don't think I, I think those that was the one two punch he didn't appreciate. I think he appreciated your your column, your attempt at it. Do I do a rewrite
3: now or do I stick to my guns? You have to update this with Roger's yes. suggestions.
0: How do I'm, you
1: know? I'm pretty sure if one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation tells you to do something, you have to do it. I think that's an unwritten rule.
0: Listen to the late tech salesman in training. By the, the way, yeah, LS, the
3: LSIT. But the- I'm a Bears fan and I'm saying that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, to bring
3: this back like a, like last summer to a story, mm-hmm. so I'm at the SB's after party with with Matt Hasselback and his brother. Yes. And so it's me. Since you're the, the you're the official I'm, the uh, the official fourth Hasselback. I am the official fourth Hasselback brother, uh, Nate, Tim, and Matt. Mm-hmm. And so I'm with the three of them when we're leaving. And so we're all in the elevator leaving at like three in the morning with Aaron Rodgers.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And we're walking away, and Rodgers just started laughing at all of us because. We all have similar hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> you do look like a fourth Hasselbeck. You so, really do. Well, Rogers doesn't know that because obviously he couldn't pick me out of a lineup. But right, you know, it's just kind of funny. No, no, it's just kind of funny that one year later, Rogers is still giving me the business. Still giving you the business. <laughs> oh, you should've, we should have had him. Well, next time we have him
0: on, we'll connect those dots for him. Uh, and if uh, again, what we said at the outset of the show, uh, if you uh, missed it, you got to download the, our previous uh, show of the week. We were all over the Tebow story with mike silver and ian rapaport deshaun jackson was in studio lots of interesting chats with him and then at the uh, very end we um we uh phoned up uh, aaron Rodgers of the green bay packers to be our official game of thrones reviewers. that was fun i want to thank uh you again alex much appreciated follow him on twitter at alex c wilk w-i-l-k for uh, uh chris law thank him um and uh, I want to thank Aaron Norman and Alex Ali yeah for sure they're factors on the show coming up big uh, helping with uh, Joe Manganello. thank you Chris Brock thank you Rich Eisen also man. thank the DirecTV people for getting uh, uh, Archie Manning and uh, Jack Harbaugh and Stacey Garcia and Stacey Garcia for uh, hooking that all up thank you thank you because I'd have to see her down in the newsroom that would be embarrassing you're welcome uh, I am at Rich Eisen for at the Eisen podcast happy Father's Day to one and all out there And for all of us here at the Medill School of Journalism, thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. Stay listening, dear friends.